Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> Oh my god, Holden, you're so freaky. Are you looking at my face? Oh, I mean, digitally, over, over, like, over streaming video. Oh, that's so, that's so fucked up. It's me, SCP-96 Wizard Holden McNeely, uh, reporting for duty, sir. I'm really scary, and I will explain to you what that even means if you've never heard of this in just a little bit. Well, first of all, Holden, let me just say that you could be scary, but luckily me and my other uh, D-class personnel have activated eight different Reinhold Goldberg uh, reality dampeners in your vicinity, as well as using eight mega newtons within your parsec field. So really, uh, you're not a threat at all. And in fact, through science and logic and reason, even the darkest horrors can be held at bay. Uh, (laughs) So that's also really neat about what we're covering today. (laughs) And you're a bruiser. No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm walking dead, man. I like stole too many candy bars and now I'm in a freaky facility and I have to like touch a, a phone, but it's like a spooky phone. And today we are talking about the SCP Foundation. It is a collaborative writing wiki project that chronicles various cases in a fictional secret organization. All cases generally involve some sort of paranormal, supernatural, or otherwise unexplained mysterious phenomena. SCP stands for Special Containment procedures and their reports that sit around an object and how it is to be contained. Uh, also, the motto for the company, which is called the Foundation, is secure, contain, protect. What I'm trying to say here is we are doing a weird one today. Mm-hmm. We are doing an episode on essentially a giant creative writing website project that has grown and uh, to uh, such an unbelievable extent and is so fun to lose hours and hours of time to, um, especially when you're trying to feel a little spooky these days, maybe, because it's the spooky season. Or you're trying to, I don't know, just 
you know, lose yourself in very low committal, brilliant, you know, free as shit, creative writing uh, exercises that incorporate fantasy, sci-fi, horror, all these different things in this a brilliant format. Like I said, the foundation of this very clinical, scientific approach to everything. I honestly, if you played the game Control, they just stole everything. From it's SCP a lot Foundation. of that. From me. So that's the, so. Here's the thing: is have you seen the movie Men in Black? SCP Foundation stole from that. I think a lot. Well, it's all <laughs> the X Files. It's uh, yeah, even, yeah, even yeah. Eerie Indiana in a lot of ways. Um, yes, but it's all. But here's the thing, though: everything we just mentioned. Uh, control men and Bl- those are all licensed, copywritten intellectual properties of massive corporations. And yes, so you don't have the freedom, say, if you're a burgeoning YouTuber or an animator or even a writer yourself to actually like play with these established characters. The SCP Foundation pretty much is entirely under a Creative Commons license. And yes. that means that it's a Bonanza for amateur artists, video makers, voice actors, cartoonists, authors. Anybody can contribute or interpret these stories. And that has made them incredibly popular on the internet. I feel like anybody who goes down a YouTube hole and touches on something remotely spooky will end up on one of the, at this point, hundreds of YouTubers that make SCP-based content with millions and millions of views uh, between them. Uh, If you're on any, like, I don't know, if you're on a meme, if you're on a site that has, like, at least one to two layers of internet poisoning, you'll come across SCP memes. It's just part of this vernacular of the internet that is, unlike other, uh, you know, properties, uh, so collaborative and so open that it belongs to everybody in its own way. Yes, and you yourself could write the next brilliant SCP entry that becomes incredibly popular uh, on the website and becomes its own internet meme. Holden, there's no way my meager, idiotic brain can come up with something as spooky and terrifying as the infinite Ikea. <laughs> I just got done reading that one. It is so good. And uh, one of my favorite ones, because there are certain ones, and we'll highlight some SCP as we go through this episode. There's certain ones like the Ikea one that start off like, that's goofy or that's a silly premise and then get really freaky and scary and just really well, you know, well-written to the point where you actually kind of get lost in this, pun intended, in this terrifying story of this like supernatural Ikea that never seems to end or have an exit in which groups of lost people are are forming colonies (laughs) and uh, hiding from the uh, Ikea workers that at night become insane and attempt to murder you uh, while politely asking you to leave the store. That is like just one example of an SCP entry. In fact, why don't we, because the reason why I launched right into the synopsis, Jake, is I feel like this is one of the episodes that I feel like if you don't know, you kind of need to get briefed up top before we can even really get into like what makes this so fun and so special. So I want to do a little bit of a gush, but I also want to give some examples up top even of some really good SCPs. Um, I think one of the things that makes the SCP so uh, kind of brilliant in terms of its virality and its addictiveness is that even though it is collaboratively written, there are a few base structural 
um, elements to every article. Uh, they all have to follow a specific uh, order, which is uh-huh. the item number comes first, which is SCP followed by a number. Uh, in the Wild West days, it was a struggle just to fill one through 1,000 with completely open register, you know, open editing. And now when they open up a new block of 1,000 SCPs, it's like a giant contest. Yeah. It's actually a big deal because there's so many eyeballs wanting to be a part of this, you know, immortal internet project. Uh, then there is the object class, the uh, which kind of denotes the level of not necessarily threat to the world, but how under control the foundation has it. They're safe, which means that with very little intervention, the object is, uh, you know, under control and safely within the parameters of the foundation's understanding. There's Euclid, which is uh, unpredictable, kind of like in theory they have, you know, they have it a wrap on it, but it can break out at any time. A lot of the humanoid ones are Euclid. And then there is uh, the Keter class. Keter is uh, the Hebrew word for crown. Uh, it's a reference to um, Kabbalah. A lot of like Abrahamic bullshit going on in these things. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, shit that can break the world. There's also some more uh, obscure ones that have come and gone out of fashion. I think Thalmiel are ones that are explicitly made to fight other SCPs. Uh, then this is what's interesting. The first big block of text is always the special containment procedures, the SCP. Before you even know what the thing is, you read about all the things the organization has in place to keep it under wraps, which is fascinating. And of course, all of these things are going to give you little ends on what makes this so special, what makes this monster so terrifying, but not just giving it to you right away. I think the slow trickle (laughs) of how fucked up maybe a monster might be. And what's wonderful is I can't even give an example of like every time it's how scary a monster is because that's not always what it is. In fact, the the best ones are not necessarily just a scary monster that's scary in this very specific way. But that said, yeah, it's the buildup of... It's unlocking the mystery in for the reader in real time by reading through these different documents and things like that, which again makes it feel a little more video gamey almost. You're clicking on links, you're mm-hmm. digging deeper just to see. It's not like a puzzle or anything, but you know you're you're slowly uncovering things through, let's say you know an interview or a, a transcription of a recording or you know uh, some lab experiment or something like that. In addition to the basic breakdown that happens up top, the containment, and then the description of the mm-hmm. SCP. Yeah. The, yeah. It's Then there's the... Yeah. So you get the containment first, then the description of what the thing is, and then you get tons of background supplementary um, documents. And those can be audio logs. Those can be transcriptions. Uh, once in a while, there's like a nice photo to kind of uh, reinforce what's happening. Uh, some of the memorable ones are told entirely visually or told entirely through audio logs. Some use the censorship. There's this ubiquitous Unicode solid black square that represents when something has been redacted uh-huh. and is uh, all over these uh, pages. Again, holy shit, control. Could you yeah. have taken more from SCP Foundation? But I love control so much. One of my favorite games of uh, 2019, if not my f- absolute favorite but uh, which is why I love this format so much as well. This, this, the way this unro- uh, unrolls things, and especially 
as a person who went down the creepypasta hole, <laughs> you know. Um, now, this was definitely for me. Can I get into the gush, Jake, or do you have more you want to lay out? Let's gush. Let's gush. Uh, so for me, again, I feel like so much of where, you know, the things I discovered came from, like, immense boredom at the office. And especially, like, I had a lot of temp jobs, data entry, and, you know, a lot of times you might be able to sneak in some dead time. Pun intended. And by that, I mean, uh, I think I found SCP through Reddit and through like one of the few subreddits that just delved in dark things and creepypasta before I even knew what creepypasta even necessarily was. Just going through and reading scary stories and creepy subreddits on, on Reddit and I can't remember how I got there. I just maybe there was a link to it or something like that. And I'm pretty sure it really was that first SCP, which mm. we'll talk about more of the how this site was created. But I'll just say SCP-173 was the first one. SCP-087, uh, I remember, was an early one as well. We'll talk about SCP-173 in just a little bit. But 087 was uh, this staircase. It's a staircase that seems to defi- uh, descend forever. There's a crying child that can be heard in the distance, but no matter how far you descend down the staircase, the child's crying is always the same sounding distance away. And uh, there's also this like face with no mouth, pupils or nostrils kind of <laughs> uh, chasing you, uh, ter- terrifying you uh, the whole time. It was just this really great, the way it was described and the way it was laid out, you know, I mean, it was perfect for for someone like me who's literally trying to, like, not exist in my office. I'd rather be terrified <laughs> in an endless stairwell than entering data at my office at that current time. And I just was immediately struck with how brilliant the whole construct of the site was. That it's not even just any one uh, entry as much as, like, I can't believe this is so cohesive. And especially now that we know the making of it. And the history of it, it's just blows me away that this is able to maintain the amount of integrity Mm -hmm. that it's been able to maintain. And I think because, honestly, it's because as much as it's like anyone can make an entry on the site. And at the same time, it's pretty cutthroat Mm -hmm. in terms of their standards, in terms of their editing notes, you know. And, And to a point where actually toxicity being kind of removed from the site, it took many years because I think the standard originally was like, as long as you write good shit, you can kind of be an asshole uh, when it comes to the community at large. For a while, that was the case. We'll talk about Fishmonger uh, will at, we? at one point. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Fishmonger today, it's the, the forum drama is like maybe the part of the story that makes my head hurt the most. That's the one that's like... I know every major internet community is full of this shit. Yeah. I I know you have to tell that story, but like, ugh. It just fast. I mean, it does just fascinate me, though, to to see, like, none of these people are getting paid, I guess is why. There's all this time being put into and all this drama and all of this, like, need to make sure this thing is, like, this product that this group of random strangers are all now super, super uh, uh, intense about. And, and vigilant about. And you just step back and you're like, that they all just are doing this out of the just love of it <laughs> makes it like more respectable to me than almost anything else, including what we do. Because at the end of the day, I don't know what I would do like this and put this much work into it for no money whatsoever. It's you know very I mean? weird. Yeah, I mean, for me, the SCP Foundation was always kind of like Homestuck or something. Uh-huh. Like this massive internet community 
with thousands of pages of lore with like diehard fans and, you know, all these breakout characters and fan cannons and all these things that, you know, you'd see um, the shy guy, 096, with his like long, crazy mouth and spindly arms and be like, I know that's an SCP guy or uh, SCP-049, the plague doctor guy and be like, I know that's an SCP guy. You'd watch Let's Players on YouTube, like uh, Markiplier, or I, I'm guessing Game Grumps, I don't know, uh, play the 173 Containment Breach game and get freaked out by all the jump scares. And, you know, so it was just always part of the uh, modern internet uh, background radiation, but I never really indulged in it until this time around. And it really is um, the, 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 the level that it's like how wildly from entry to entry, it can like kind of vary because you can get stuff like, oh, this is a uh, telephone and office supply set, including pencil sharpener and notepad that is actually human flesh in the shape of office equipment. <laughs> and a, uh, and a, like, and you have to sharpen pencils every day to keep it fed and alive. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's like great, hilarious, a fun idea. And then like the next page is, this is the unbroken god king of the fourth <laughs> layer of Gorlack, and every day he breaks a single link in the chain, bringing him closer to destroying all life on Earth. The Foundation does not have a remedy, and tells the and like only the O5 Council understands how truly close we are to oblivion with each passing second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like it's all it's so funny, and uh, then there's the joke ones, which I love. There's yeah, the SCP 420 J, yeah, which yeah. is just a really good strain of weed, man. Well, and I think they use a different SCP and this is another thing they do is cross reference mm-hmm. with other SCPs. So I think it's what they, they've got this weed and then they used a different SCP. I forget the number to enhance the weed. Oh and yeah. Now it's like this absurdly strong weed that like, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh God, that other one. God, I wish I could find it. Cause it's a very famous one. That it's this giant, uh, unknowably complex clockwork mechanism that can refine anything you put into it to the point where, like, if you put a gun in it, it will refine it into a world-destroying laser gun. <laughs> like, all these things. <laughs> uh, my, another joke one that I love is SCP-006-J, which is just all bugs. <laughs> just bugs are so gross, and they're everywhere, <laughs> and it's so freaky that it, it, it has to be an SCP event. Totally. And what's, what another interesting thing to me, and we'll get into the when we go through the history of of the site, is that they went through different phases too in terms of how the site comes across. And you you even brought up a good uh, example of you know the link in the chain world ending mods. Like there was even a mod uh, little post that that went up uh, with someone who was like leaving the site. It was just like. When I first got into this, it was like weird monsters and stuff. And now every entry is like the most depressing, <laughs> like cosmic horror that to known to man. And I just like didn't sign up for this. I think I got to go, you know, and, and, and there's even and there's also the lol foundation era where it just got really wacky. A lot more just control. Essentially, like control is based on the law foundation era mm. where they're make, kind of making fun of the foundation as a whole and like what it does and how it just uses like, you know, prisoners for, for human fodder on these monsters. And, you know, it's a lot more like tongue in cheek and, you know, kind of playing around with it in that way. And then they went like, backlashed against that uh, another year or so later. And it was like, no, we t- it's a deadly serious 
thing that we're doing here. And like, you know, and everything is very like, I, I think I like when it's more attempting to, I think I like more the serious side than the silly side for it's me a, personally. It's or, an interesting thing because, um, and a vaguer thing too, when it's vague, more vague, I think. Well, a that's lot of us talking. Which is why, what works so well about SCP-173. Yeah, personal this is, opinion. This is, this is an interesting, this almost covers the entirety of like internet culture in general because for every like elder millennial that's like, no, nah, I like things the way they're supposed to be. There's like 10 times as many like Gen Zers and like, younger fans that are just actively like, no, every character should be kissing every other character at all times, right. and they should be best friends with my character, who I named Shinji Cool Guy Kami, and it's <laughs> me, and they're all friends with me because I'm so cool. Like, it's right, right. It's almost like it's just the nature of the beast is how much fun the headcanon can be versus how important keeping the canon straight must be. That's just the entire internet. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's get into the history of the internet, at least as it goes with SCP Foundation, and delve into this thing. Our story begins where all good things start. 4chan. 4chan. There you are. You're in your parents' basement, and you just discovered <laughs> what hentai is. <laughs> also, you're on Rotten.com, and you heard somewhere that there's even more cool beheadings and pile and pictures of... <laughs> Women covered in feces on this new site called Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> and as an as a 13-year-old, you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> On June 22nd, 2007, a user on 4chan whose tag is SS Walrus posted a creepypasta to Xboard. Uh, creepypasta, of course, horror-related tales that get posted around the internet with the basic intention to scare the readers. 4chan is, of course, a massive image board community launched in 2003 by Christopher Poole, also known as Moot. Posters are anonymous. There are over 700,000 posts made per day. One of the 75 topical image boards is X, which focuses on the paranormal. And though it has been argued that the first actual creepypasta was posted to the Angel Fire website uh, in 2001, and that would be Ted the the Caver, Mm. which was written in first person and is a story about a guy and his friends exploring scary cave systems and also one that I read I remember at this time when I was like getting into like wow people just like write really cool short like creepy short stories and they get popular and then you just read them on the internet and now I have something to do for the next two hours at my shitty desk job (laughs) hell yes the exact origins however of creepypasta are unknown and uh, they were highly popularized on this export and one of the major uh, elements of creepypasta and for SCP. And this is what works so well about SCP when I first read it. And I think it goes back to that Blair Witch mm-hmm. concept, right? That we talked about there. There's always like an attempt to make it feel like it really exists, right? There's always kind of a, a you're reading it and you're like, I know this is a creative writing exercise. I know this is a work of fiction, but like, is this real? Like, and and why SCP works so well as a website is because they even pushed it a step further to build this whole other external layer of like case files and this very standard operating procedure in terms of measurements and things like that. And just does enough that when I even happen upon SCP-173, my own damn self, I was like, this isn't real. But like, God, it feels real like there's just something about the and we'll get into the you know the picture itself and the look of the room and the way the the you know the way it's entered in uh in this scientific way it just 
it just throws you into that kind of that kind of space. Again, um, the Majora's Mask creepypasta. Does it have a specific name? Ben Drowned, of course. It's Ben Drowned. Yes. Ben Drowned, I forget. I was just referred to as the weird Majora's Mask creepypasta. But I, that was one of the first super popular ones. There was something about it being a video game, an N64 game, a game we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something, you know, getting it at a garage sale. There's something about just the way that it was written that it just felt like this feels like a real internet post. And I know it's not real, but like, is this real? It's also just not a lot of people actually played um, Majora's Mask compared <laughs> to people who played Ocarina of Time. So like the creepy vibe that game had. Nobody really understood. Yeah, it's a so, weird, like, creepy vibe, for that, sure. That lone picture of Link with the fucked up face that you didn't like know was like, no, it's like a decoy puzzle solving thing. Yeah, it looks a little fucked up, but like it makes sense in the game. Nobody understood. So they were just like, where did this fucked up Link come from? It must be <laughs> demons. Yeah, it's like it's like the Internet's way of, you know, the uh, older kid telling the younger kid a, a scary story and the younger kid going off and being... <laughs> actually frightened that it was real you know i mean it really it's it's the way that that happens but that happened for me even as an adult like looking at these it was just so so right on in terms of like getting that effect and uh why scp immediately caught people's eyes and it was just a one-off post it was uh made by a user um who goes by uss walrus or moto 42 I think I saw both usernames, um, but it's the same person. Back in 2007, they post a photograph on the image board of an art piece that is actually by Izumi Kato and titled Untitled 2004. And the post, however, is titled From the Files of Site 19. Uh, and Jay, can you describe the picture? I think we should read the post as well. I can read it if you want. But can you describe this, this image? I, I actually also just suggest please look up SCP-173 while we're doing this if you've never heard of this before because it really helps to to see the post. So the original post is a photo from an art installation by Izumi Kato. Izumi Kato uh, does a lot of what I'm going to call freaky weird babies with fucked up faces. Yeah. That seems to be visual his that, theme. Yeah. <laughs> is he'll do paintings of freaky babies with fucked up faces. He'll do collages of freaky babies with fucked up faces. All with a very abstract, like, uh, a, a almost, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a decomposed, a, a corrupted uh-huh. illustrative style. And one of those was a large uh, kind of, I want to say, it almost looks like paper mache a statue of one of his freaky babies with a red stained face, black cheeks, nose, and lips, uh, kind of splatters of paint all over itself. It looks filthy. It looks disgusting. And yet it has these piercing green circular eyes. And the effect uh, almost makes it seem like its facial features are blending together and like kind of doubling over each other in ways that should not be. Um, it is being it is facing the corner of a shabby looking room with filthy windows and shoddy doors and exposed wiring and the floors have some kind of layer of uh, kind of messy brown paint all over it. And the statue in the corner is uh, positioned to look as if that it's looking over its shoulder at the viewer. And this is how the post reads. Item number SCP-173. Special Containment Procedures. 
Item SPC-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at any time and the door is to be relocked behind them. At all times, two persons must be looking at SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Description. Move to Site-19-1993. Little is known about item number SCM-173's origins. Uh, so I guess that's a typo, too. Uh, there are multiple typos in this entry and if you look at the archived 4chan post it is like a third people being like oh wow that was a really cool like entry or like hey this one really freaked me out and two thirds people being like you know you spelled site um wrong you <laughs> used the wrong it's you used an apostrophe in it's when it shouldn't have had an apostrophe just people <laughs> laying into the typos on this initial <laughs> entry when it comes to buying your first home everyone has questions can we even afford to buy a house right now well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is constructed from concrete and rebar and was once painted with a Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animate and malevolent. If given the chance, it will kill anyone within its line of sight. Its weakness, however, is that it does not move while being watched. Despite this paralysis, it is still highly dangerous, able to cover at least two meters in the literal blink of an eye. It typically kills by either snapping the victim's neck from behind or grabbing the victim's throat and strangling him. Whatever animates SCP-173 does not give it much force with uh, which to break things, as seen above a large room with unbarred windows is fully capable of containing it. Its grip, however, is unbreakable, as when it is not moving, the statue is as hard and strong as concrete. While left alone in its room, one can hear a stone-on-stone scraping from within that is believed to be the sound of the SCP-173 moving about. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of feces and blood. We don't know nor wish to find out where it comes from or how it arrives, but SCP-173's container will slowly fill with these substances. In order to ensure the bac that bacterial growth within does not begin to damage the building it is contained in and to maintain some level of sanitation, the enclosure must be cleaned out on a bi-weekly basis. Uh, and yeah, that's where it all began. But it's a great starter, right? You can't uh, look away from it. Even the blink of an eye will cause it to kill you if you're a certain distance away. And the sound of the scraping it makes mm -hmm. moving around inside of there. And the whole part here at the end with the with the blood and feces is just like, <laughs> like what? And uh, which is great, too, because it forces people to have to constantly keep going back into the containment unit, uh, which is great. A great foil to, to keep you being like, oh. Even within that initial thing, there's so many like just really like simple things like the idea of the three people containment procedure as if like this is a very bureaucratic organization but highly efficient that has like come you know has come 
upon this thing, but has figured out a way to deal with it. Um, the idea of site 19, meaning that this is a large organization with multiple sites right. that must contain all sorts of ungodly horrors. Uh, even just the very, uh, you know, the article is not in the first person. It is a very clinical description of the creature. It's all there to kind of lay the tone of what an SCP article should be. All there in that initial just, sh- I, I, I want to say sh- anonymous shit post from 2007. Here is uh, from Wiki Admin. Also, yes, in case anyone know, uh, wants to look, the the episode Blink of Doctor Who aired before this uh, was ever posted. Ah. Just so we just so yes, the Weeping Angels is the same thing. Yes, yes, totally. Uh, Wiki admin Modern Erasmus, uh, who is kind of generally though I found an interview with this uh, individual. They uh, kind of deal with internet outreach essentially as their mod role. Uh, uh, more recently, uh, they said. SCP-173 was revolutionary as a creepypasta because it didn't focus on visceral body horror or a gotcha moment. Instead, it contained a remarkable vision of a universe where the paranormal was both real and reduced to a bureaucratic consideration by an unknown organization. The story proved to be very popular, and six months later, a repost of the story sparked a series of threads that led to the creation of the first SCP wiki and the first independent SCP community. A little over 12 years later, the community has grown and evolved to millions of readers, writers, and fans from all over the world. Also, uh, Moto42 himself said, I'm constantly impressed and surprised by the content the SCP Files community is creating. I honestly thought SCP-173 would be forgotten in a week, and it would have been, and it would have been if others had not taken the idea and run with it. I just cleared a spot of land and planted a tree. You guys have built a multi-acre garden of horrors around it, and it always lifts my spirits when I read it which I think is really neat, just indication that this was not planned, that this whole giant website, I mean, we're talking thousands of entries, we're talking years and years later, that was 07 that that first dropped, it still is running strong today, stronger than it ever has before, Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and at first this was just multiple posts using that SCP format on 4chan, on that export. And soon, they're like, we have to figure this out. We've got to move this thing somewhere. So they end up moving, making their own wiki using Edit This, which is essentially a Wikipedia clone that they were working under. And it started small, but a dedicated group of people are writing all these different case files on this Edit This site with, with each other. Pretty soon, it got popular enough, they needed to lay some ground rules. So... Initially, there's no deletions policy to start. There's, you know, stories, but stories are starting to come in really sloppily written, just kind of cheap. And also just so many, like, so of course in this format, you can come up with like a million pop culture references, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can describe something and, oh, this is Alice in Wonderland or, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's kind of an obvious hacky, like, go-to. And and some are really, really cleverly written to the point where they were actually kept even up to today or at least kept for many years. But, you know, of course, with no deletion policy whatsoever in place and anyone being able to submit, uh, at least in the beginning, there weren't, it wasn't as, like, flooded with, Entrance. I mean, we're talking about they would be surprised if like multiple entries would happen in a day. Yeah. You know, because the scale is microscopic compared to what it is right now. So, but eventually, Modern Erasmus said the community then created a system of voting that allowed all readers to decide whether an article should stay or be deleted, which has led to a strong tradition of quality control that remains to this day. And I think the implementation of 
some kind of user voting system, user you know deletion system, uh, is is and that that integrity is what makes SCP stand out from so much of the other uh, sites of of this kind. Uh, this is from, by the way. So there's this whole history of the universe of SCP. Uh, on the wiki that is extensive. If you are really, really curious about the ins and outs, of course, we don't get too lost in the weeds for the purpose of this episode. But I do have I do have a decent amount of like the history of kind of how this came to be because it does fascinate me without getting too into like what Fishmonger said to <laughs> Dan Aykroyd 69 to make, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was, I think they were just saying a bunch of just, just, you know, Gross 4chan person stuff. Insert that there. <laughs> and that's essentially what it was. Um, so this is from History of the Universe. It was during the edit this days that the scientific rigor we hold all articles to began to take shape. Prior to this, many authors casually disregarded basic science and mathematics in order to make their entries. As time went on and more additions were made to the series, people began to make more and more unscientific articles. People got sick of it, and on March 23, 2008, a user named Aiden made this post on the SCP series discussion. This post basically goes on to ask if folks minded if they went through and fixed different things, solidified the measurement systems, got rid of things that don't make any sense, and and it's all this work on the dirty details of the entries that I think, again, really pushes this site up to, to another level. And they actually allowed joke entries to stay, um, though eventually they will get gotten rid of, but uh, the dash J is what they would add to like the sillier entries, so at least they could... Push them off to the side. You can enjoy them, especially the more creative ones, and some are brilliant. But still, keep I again keeping the nature of the world. Like I like when there's silliness. Like I like when there's levity and weird, you know, stuff mixed into the weirdness. But when it gets too goofum balls, then I'm like, what's this goof? Yeah. you know. Then I'm just being a big old goofball sitting in my goof chair reading a bunch of goof <laughs> words, Jake. I mean, yeah, it's such a. I understand that you know you don't want every SCP to be the same thing, but you know, once in a while I'll read something and be like, this one's just a hot kitsune lady. And I'll be like, ah, oh, come on, guys. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, the, um, I mean, there is like a certain level of, uh, of kind of influence where like the internet poisoned uh, base that contributed to the initial and continuing SCP lore kind of makes sense. There's a lot of like uh, Christian and Abrahamic religious things that like end up making the cut because it is an object of fascination and obsession with like the mostly English speaking uh, foundational like community. There's a lot of like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of just like uh, uh, Lovecraft stuff. There's a lot of uh, like high tech sci-fi steampunk shit. Like uh-huh. there's a lot of internet things that kind of go into uh, SCP. There's even like you know, there's a there's a spooky Garfield one. <laughs> like you know, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's the it, this is a product of the internet, and I think in its ideal state, like a good SCP is something like SCP two nine three five, the cave in uh, Indiana that leads to an alternate universe where all life in the universe has been extinguished. Like that's the shit that'll leave you unsettled. Yeah, but. I, but then again, now I'm already counteracting myself. Do they all have to be disturbing? No, is it's all kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when they're I like when they have elements. I, I guess I'll go ahead and say one of my favorite ones. To to, to this is like such uh, oh well, there's two actually. Oh my god! All right, so great examples of ones I think that have like layers to them. 
first of all, there's this like um, scare monster essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, check out SCP two zero zero six. SCP two zero zero six. You have is a like seems like a hacky monster. It it you have to take acting lessons to pretend to be scared by it, <laughs> and and they're always showing it old school like cheesy horror movies. And it's not very good at discerning real fear from humans. So when humans go in, I guess I'm kind of ruining this one, by the way, but just go read it. It's really good. But it's a short one anyways. But when humans go in to see it, they have to go, ah, like, and it looks like a goofy monster from like a black and white, like, you know, planet not plan nine from outer space mm-hmm. kind of film and 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 then it's like ah, i scared you didn't i and it's like yeah and then it's friendly after it knows it scared you uh right so so then there's this like and, and so you're just like what's this goofy monster right what's this goofy creature and then at the end there's this warning letter from the doctor being like i've heard a couple of you laughing when we've been showing the movies to scb 2006 or 2006 and I've heard some people kind of ta- not taking this seriously. And I just need you to understand, if this thing realizes what's actually scary, if, if we expose this thing to world wars <laughs> and the nature of the end of the universe and gigantic horrifying monsters, it can, oh, I should say, it can imitate any anything that it wants, right? So it can literally turn into, like if it found out that Cthulhu is something that scares people, it could turn into that. It could turn into a giant sea monster. It could turn into, you know, yeah. the, the Holocaust, right? Like if it want, if it knew that that was what actually frightened us. So they're keeping it at mm-hmm. bay this whole time, right? And, and that is what's unsettling, right? So that is a perfect example of one that's like, Starts off silly. The other, oh, I loved this one so much. SCP-1733. Is this the it basketball about, game? Yes. Oh, it this is one's a, so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's so good, right? And it starts off so goofy and becomes fucking mortifying because it's it's this DVR recording. It's, it's a recording on a, D, a DVR device, right? Of a basketball game. And it's just, and, and every time you replay it, like the basketball game changes, right? At first, they just think it, it's altered. It's like maybe showing you maybe an alternate universe, something like that. And then they come to realize, no, the people in the recording are just kind of groundhog dang <laughs> this one basketball game. And then after several playbacks, every time you play it back, they relive it essentially. And then they start to realize that they're reliving it. And then shit gets really fucking crazy. And it's like, and it's and it gets dark, yeah. man. It gets so dark, and it's so well written. It goes from like LeBron James like looks a little funny at the camera and goes, "Huh, deja vu." And then it's like re- uh, playback number sixty six. Uh, warring camps between the children of faith and the dark ones have been like leading to bloodshed and orgies. Yes, it's awesome, and that is a great example of an SCP that like one of my favorite types. Kind of mimics like a Black Mirror episode yeah. a little bit. Like it starts light and just kind of a little off, and you're like, "Oh, this is quirky and weird." And then it's like, "Oh my god, what if that had?" You know, that's terrifying to th- even think uh, could be b- b- a reality. Uh, so yeah, I-, I love love those kinds of vibed ones. Um, one goofy one I really mm-hmm. like is uh, SCP three zero nine two, which is a uh, cursed crane game that. Uh, doles out kind of stuffed gorillas that then upon <laughs> being released uh, become alive and are capable of growing their numbers by touching other stuffed animals. Mm. And the whole thing is they seem to just be up to mischief. They will just play pranks on the staff 
And even when they're shot and incapacitated, they're not actually dead. If you do anything besides incinerate them after you've like neutralized them, they'll just be like, no, 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 stop. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not playing anymore. (laughs) Um, So yeah, back in 2008, the uh, edit this site became way too chaotic, not viable as a home for the site anymore, especially with no actual host. The site was literally uh, falling apart and they were like, uh, we're going to have to you're going to have to pay us for this hosting uh, because otherwise we can't keep the servers up. And they were like, OK, good to know. We're just going to go to a different uh Web provider. So Fritz Willy is the user that sets up a new SCP wiki on Wikidot in 2008. And this would end up becoming, did they never came, did they create the showcase site? I was like a little lost in that. I, it's still this Wikidot site from 2008. Yeah, yeah. It's still SCP uh, wiki. Yeah. Dot wiki.com in terms of like the main site. So there you go. It's been, you know, over a decade. Uh, uh, this has been the home for it. There, uh, th- also Fritz Willy, the user, he created a separate um, user name as the administrator, and so that Fritz Willy could post his own still creative stuff whenever, but um, a- enact all admin kind of stuff as the administrator to cut- separate those two. There was then an SCP admin court of counsel. Uh, this is a site set up. This later turns into, you already mentioned it, 05 Command. And 05 Command, that is the staff site for SCP. So again, we're talking major organization here. Yeah, it's still chaos. It's like the wild, wild west of mm. internet creative writing exercises. But at the same time, they're creating a staff site. They've got an admin. They've got mods. They're they're starting to create like a, a hierarchy of users and you know, and and by the way, I'm sparing you guys a lot of like <laughs> bullshit side drama between these people. We'll we'll talk about some of it, but there's of course tons of issues of like this guy's talking a bunch of crazy shit in our community chats and we have to get rid of them. And- this hap- any in any internet community, the a, a mod goes rogue and breaks protocol and yeah, lets their personal deleting be- entries. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like does vindictive stuff and you know that ruins the integrity of the site and like mods that are, you know, more well liked by the community gets away with more shit and then things just I it's I, I god, this might as well be like the anime forum I posted in when I was in high school. This might as well be You're saying it very flippantly, Jake, but this is incredibly important stuff we're talking about here. It's it's <laughs> whatever. I just want my sto- my community spookies. <laughs> Let me just read I mean, I get it too. This would be rife with that because you have people who are really good at posting SCP entries and then they start being dicks. And then it's really difficult because they've been making your site technically better while also making it worse mm-hmm. behind the scenes, right? So that's what's difficult. And um, we've mentioned Fishmonger too many times in this episode, but it kind of comes to a head with that user because that user's like, okay, fine, I can't be a part of the community, remove all of my posts. And they did just happen to have a ton of uh, posts that they, they actually had to go... Dude, come on. And I, re- and I read a bunch of the discussions back and forth. They're just like, bro, seriously? And he's like, yeah, no, remove all the posts. Remove all the posts. And then later he comes back with his tail between his legs. It's very funny. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean it. Buh, buh, buh. And they're like, no, get out of here. This is just so annoying. Well, because, I mean, whatever. The, the yada, yada, yada of the Fishmonger legacy is that he had a lot of very uh, popular and expansive stories. The Wanderer is one uh, that expanded the universe and kind of added to a lot of the concepts that uh, people were enjoying. Uh, he he 
there's so much beef between him and other admins and mods that like it blows up with just the most annoying kind of internet um discourse where it's just like well i thought you would be taking the high ground but i guess that's just not who we are today like just and then he's like well you are not taking the high ground because i assumed an <laughs> yeah, adult yeah. would be like this like just so passive aggressive shit i it's, hate it it's almost like when we when we put things in writing to each other it's way worse than just having a conversation mm-hmm. face-to-face it's almost like you come off like such a fucking prick no matter how bad you try to not mm-hmm. uh when you're trying to like outsmart outwit somebody in in a discourse online but uh, yeah, yeah, I read a lot of that stuff. And if you want to read a lot of that stuff, check out that History of the Universe post because it is fascinating at the same time to see this fucking crazy shit go down. All these people have real jobs. They have like real lives as well. And then they're also <laughs> just wrapped up in this free thing. Like I, you would have to pay me to get that mad at people. That is you know the other I mean? thing about internet drama <laughs> is like people are at each other's digital throats. There's like alliances going on behind the scenes. And then just out of nowhere, like uh, Captain Gooseface will just be like, yeah, my mom died and I just my wife's pregnant. And I uh, turns out this is bullshit. Bye forever. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, I got to leave. That's I have. Uh, yeah, I just had a second kid. And we you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I saw that a lot as well. There's a lot of, in, you know, old guard leaving a new guard coming in. Um, but going back to when the site was first established on Wikidot and the administrator was first established, which sort of gave, I think, starts, I think you could track that to the beginning of the foundation lore mm-hmm. too, right? Of like the foundation being more of a character that the more prominent users, like the mods and the admins, becoming actual cr- characters in the, the foundation writings even. Uh, but that said, the administra- administrator posted uh, a word from the administrator, and I think this really does serve as a great introduction to the whole thing, and it reads as follows. Mankind in its present state has been around for a quarter of a million years, yet only the last 4,000 have been of any significance. So what did we do for nearly 250,000 years? We huddled in caves and around small fires, fearful of the things that we didn't understand. It was more than explaining why the sun came up. It was the mystery of enormous birds with heads of men and rocks that came to life. So we called them gods and demons and begged them to spare us and prayed for salvation. In time, their numbers dwindled and our numbers rose. The world began to make more sense when there were less things to fear. Yet the unexplained can never truly go away, as if the universe demands the absurd and impossible. Mankind must not go back to hiding in fear. No one else will protect us. We must stand up for ourselves, while the rest of mankind dwell in the light we must stand in the darkness to combat it contain it and shield it from the eyes of the public so that others may live in a sane normal world we secure we contain we protect very nice very cool and i like the yeah that is kind of the about me for the website and that still is up which is really neat to see uh also around this time uh, a user named far two who wrote a really good entry that i'll talk about uh near the end when we gush about a couple more really good SCP entries. Far 2 um, actually uh, besides contributing to the site also contributed to the site's logo. The SCP logo was created in October of 2008. It is that uh, well, Far Cry or Far Cry. Far 2 describes it as I use that symbol to make it look like the shield or badge used by law enforcement agencies and also because the arrows indicate moving inward containing the threats. So you have these in, these arrows going in. This really cool, very official symbol. So the whole thing is starting to become more and more formalized. And another big point of contention at this point is SCP-001. It is a huge point of debate. 
Uh, it was intentionally left blank. Uh, J- Jake, what do you what do you got on this? So SCP-001, of the initial uh, first 1,000 that was like kind of this formative thing, you know, um, people were protective because big, uh, important numbers were highly sought after. And I think it was either um, the mysterious admin of the original, uh, like, wiki edit one or whatever it was called uh, that, like, just tired of sorting through all these competing stories just basically said, uh, you know, this is going to stay blank until there is an idea worthy of it. And so to this day, there is only when you click SCP-001, a series of proposals that have actually uh, kind of become some of the most popular ones ever. And uh, these proposals are all from like kind of this very early vanguard of the um, of the original uh, kind of. I don't. I don't know how to say this. The the rogues gallery of contributors, uh, people like mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Clef, Doctor Gears, uh, Bright, um, Andrew Swan, like all these names that kind of because they then these names then got folded into figures within the fictional SCP organization. Doctor Bright is this whole weird meme character that I we, uh, has be, has taken on a life of his own. He's uh, Bright was one of the admins of the site, and in universe, he's like uh, possesses a magic amulet that lets him hop between bodies, and he's always like goofing around. And uh, there's a famous list of things Doctor Bright is not allowed to do, which is just a series of memes and in jokes about being like, like Doctor Bright is not allowed to suggest chainsaws as a solution anymore. Like all these kind of wacky <laughs> yeah. gags. All of these um, are considered specific uh, proposals that might be uh, SCP-001, including the Gate Guardian, the Scarlet King. Um, What are some other 001s? Uh, Let me just double check. Yeah, yeah, Scarlet King again. Oh, man, they really love Scarlet King. Um, When Day Breaks, which is uh, the – what if the sun, the fucking sun was out to get you? Um, All of these kind of – have become their own uh, f- popular ideas within the SEB community. And none of them, oh, God's blind spot is an c- incredible one that uh, is also a great one. Um, a simple toy maker. Yeah, no, all of like these 001s are kind of a higher echelon. Uh, you are the anomaly, tumor of the worlds, like Memento Mori. All of these ones have a very high standing within the SCP community. None of them are officially SCP-001. Yes, and that the whole point is there's so many like false ones. Uh, isn't the idea that there's one real one and a bunch of false ones to so that you, uh, you'll never know the true SCP-001? Oh, yeah. By order of the administrator, in order to prevent knowledge of SCP-001 from being linked, several, no false, SCP-001 files have been created along with the true file. All files concerning the nature of SCP-001, including the decoys, are protected by a mimetic kill agent designed to immediately cause cardiac arrest if any non-authorized personnel attempting to access the file revealed the true nature of SCP-001 to the general public. (laughs) So this is where they're starting to build, get deeper on the lore of the whole world of SCP, of of the Foundation, which is what's really fascinating. They're also getting popular enough that they're getting attacked. Uh, This fucker named Hagar starts 
starts attacking the site and like trying to delete a bunch of stuff and they have to protect it. They have to put a bunch of new security uh, 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 guidelines in place and remove editing uh, for from anons. Which, by the way, it's crazy that um, anon, there were anon edits allowed up to this point. Anyways, but that's where we're at. I mean. This is all just being formed in real time. Uh, all the systems that eventually become these like very great big like uh, standards for the site. I know the Hagar thing was just a uh, kind of just a angry uh, you know probably Channer that just kind of noticed some security uh, loopholes in the site. But in my head, I imagine just a buff guy with a mustache just hitting <laughs> nerds with pipes and doing spinning lariats. Yeah, bashing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then he eats a whole the chicken out of pipe. the trash. <laughs> oh, my God. He's eating a chicken out of the trash. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The site is getting away from itself in early 2009. And you already mentioned admin Dr. Gears writes this long proposal in order to fix it, suggesting massive deletions, stricter edits, um, uh, and banning members. And if, you know, essentially starting to finally say, if you're consistently a jerk, if you're consistently uncooperative, (laughs) oh, I think, uh, here we go. Yeah, here's the actual, uh, oh no, this was the actual quote. If you're consistently a jerk, slash uncooperative, slash stupid, slash horrible at writing, we do not want you. Dr. Ears said, in short, we need to start acting more like the foundation, a soulless, shadowy, bureaucratic entity with zero tolerance for mistakes, incompetence, or insubordination. One whose actions are carried out swiftly and without apology or explanation. This really does those establish like a hard-nosed approach to the site. Like, we do not fuck around. We have a we have standards here, and you know, we're gonna keep people in line. And I again I think that's why this thing became not just I think we would be talking about SCD as well it was cool for a while and now it's a disaster Mm -hmm. but we don't talk about it like that we talk about it like it's still to this day is a great place to go for these like very strong creative writing entries during this time uh, though they do start to shift to comedy like I was talking about before Law Foundation they're starting to write uh, about the workers of the foundation. Essentially, the game, video game control really feels like this era. They also played with redactions for a lot of the humor. Control did this so much. Uh, so much of the jokes and everything is what they are redacting from uh, different different pages. Like uh, that 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 is you know, and also oh, and punishing workers by assigning them with cater duty uh, and stuff like that. Just getting a lot more self aware and uh, also. So there's just a lot of what they call Mary Sue SCPs, right? Or uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, SPC, SCPs or SPs. Oh my god, in my brain, SCPs. Yeah, the Mary Sue is a very controversial uh, term within internet uh, discourse, but basically the idea that um, a a amateur writer will kind of imbue their protagonist with so many positive qualities because they just yearn for their character to be the best character objectively somehow. Yeah. And so the SCP, uh, you know, having something as simple as being like, uh, my SCP actually uh, totally was able to kill 
uh, SCP-682, the one that's hard to kill. Uh, I, I did, mine did that because it's so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like playing out in the playground. It'd be like, I shot you with my gun. Well, I blocked the gun with my protective shield that blocks all gun bullets. Yeah, exactly, right? It's just hacky. It's uh, the not one great. SCP that, or the one uh, doctor character that's been showing up in a lot of uh, stories because they're really uh, cute and there's lots of fan art of her, uh, she fell in love with my SCP, <laughs> actually. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why they had to start to look at a rating system and a way to rate things and remove things. And initially, the rating system was if it has negative five negative votes, it can be deleted with approval of three mods and one admin. Uh, negative 10 votes, just three mods need to improve. And at negative 15 votes, anyone can remove it. This evolves over time. Eventually, that was too, too far on the deletion side. Once things got more and more popular, that they needed to give things a little more time before they delete it instead of just negative five votes. But uh, yeah... Th- this all still is like, and then the drama off to the side, things really come to a head. The biggest admin uh, proponent of the sillier stuff, this is essentially a content war at this point. There's a user named Kondraki who became known for their angry tirades and going behind the other admins mods ba- and mods backs to delete stuff. Essentially liked the law foundation approach. And when people would get too self-serious, would go in and like fuck with their <laughs> articles and stuff like that, and kind of make it goofier. They were removed as an admin and banned, um, and uh, after the original administrator stepped down to focus on their real life uh, and their baby boy, there was backlash against the Law Foundation material. And so this is when the site starts pushing more towards a more serious, when we get into the 2010s, we're now going for a much more serious tone. And this is also accentuated by the SCP roleplay called Active Duty, which was about Foundation personnel stationed in, at Site 23 in Australia. It became extremely popular and reestablished the original site as a more seriously toned. When, when you look up SCP, when we were looking at it for the Sunny Study Session, mm-hmm. there's a big military vibe to it, tactical armed force. You kind of have those like dudes in like black army SCP kind of costumes it became more rampant around this time. It's very interesting. Like you can, you know, for something that's supposed to have a very anonymous kind of um, uh, author or a collective author kind of thing, you can tell that ha- like whenever there's an SCP article and it's like, that's when the uh, the FNP90 machine gun with a uh, 5.58 caliber rounds were uh, emptied at a kinetic energy clip into the subject with extreme prejudice that's and then the a10 warthog uh gunfire using beryllium round like whenever the military hardware gets really intense you can tell like yeah okay this this author really loves guns <laughs> yeah yeah completely and you can like really lean it and the and we haven't talked about the youtube videos yet or the short films but a lot of that kind of going on in those as well a lot of high high octane tactical Warfare. Well, it makes, I mean, there's a ton of things going on, like, um, because in all of these articles, they mention researchers and these D-class personnel who are these, uh, you know, uh, unpeople that are either death row inmates or criminals or in some interpretations, just like uh, prostitutes and homeless people that were just stolen off the street that are expendable for the use in these experiments. And, um, you know, you start thinking like, well, what about their perspective? And you start Uh, All. uh, What about the scientists? You know, what about these people uh, that, you know, have to research and come to terms with these? Like, how are they affected by what's happening? And uh, the role play scenario kind of really fleshes out the foundation as a functioning uh, organization 
populated by real people. That is like a huge contribution because you have all these, uh, everyone from the admins to casual users kind of taking part in these and building lore in real time off of each other. And that's, uh, and then that lore that's established makes its way into the proper articles and it makes its way into the tales section, uh, which is kind of a no holds barred, just like a fiction series that operates on its own kind of uh, merit system and is free from the SCP article document uh, format. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's all, yeah, it's all kind of still being built organically, but like, there, there's a shared universe that is now kind of slowly being built, and it's and it's uh, for people that are deep into it, like they are wondering, you know, uh, does Doctor Bright have a girlfriend? What would she be like? <laughs> and so, while all that's going on, also they realize a lot needs to be destroyed, and so this is when we get to the mass edit event, and it's really well organized. It seems like. And very meticulous. It probably took fucking forever to do it because they had to go through and everyone got like a certain time period to vote on articles. And if it reached a certain amount of uh, down votes, uh, essentially, uh, to use a Reddit term, it would get removed. Uh, this, this, you know, also cleansed the site of all the dot dash J entries except for four. <laughs> there are only four uh, that remained. Um, you know, it was just a very intense... Uh, you know, comb over, which well needed by this point because they were shifting gears and really now fit, knew what their approach was to vetting things and all that good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that all that fishmonger bullshit went down around this time. And this is also an important thing, though, because the fishmonger thing led to a much better policy of like getting rid of toxicity on the site and not just allowing people to be jerks just because they are good at creative writing on SCP, right? And that that was another really important sea change, you know? And so this is when the site really blows up. All the drama, everything, uh, you know, uh, their main drama at this point, too, is like just new mods and admins are constantly flowing in as some of the old guard is leaving, and now there's actually, the site has been around long enough for the old guard to clash with the new guard. Uh, And uh, this is also in 2011 when they finally fill up slots 001 to 999. And this is when they held their first contest, uh, and that is for SCP-1000. They do a big contest to see, and the winner is Bigfoot by user The Deadly Moose. Check that out. And that establishes their contest. Every time they get to a new 1,000 SCPs, they'll run a contest for the slot of the the 1000 2000 3000 and uh yeah so so generally go to those if you want if you're looking for where to start that's a decent place go to those to try to you know figure to, to see some good ones cuz they they're contest winners uh and so yeah by this point they realize holy shit we have thousands of new users joining like every month it's increasing more and more and more and they realize the reason why there's a game based on SCP-087, the never-ending stairs monster, and uh, that brought in a flood. And then, as live streamers are getting really into streaming horror games, I mean, it's still a thing, but it was especially a thing back then. There's a 2012 game called Containment Breach. From uh, This is from History of the Universe. 
The arrival of Containment Breach was the most powerful event to impact the wiki. Never before had one thing created such an influx of traffic, recognition, and new users. It created the attention needed to inspire the Minecraft mod and the traffic created by new users as the catalyst for moving to a better site. Though this showcase site would be discussed quite a bit, the site does remain on Wikidot. But yeah, Containment Breach. I played it on the uh, Sunday study stream, Holden, and yes, I was, in fact, I be- for a brief, beautiful moment, I became a horror game screenster. Yeah, because it's we were... fucked up when that m- fucking statue baby piss <laughs> poop monster <laughs> snaps your fucking neck out of nowhere because you turned your back for the wrong way. So it was released by Finnish developer Junus Rikkonen in 2021. The player is an unnamed D-class uh, tr- uh, person who tries to escape from a containment facility. And it, it works like most low-budget first-person horror games. There's lighting effects and jump scares. It is procedurally generated, so it's really good for streaming because it's different every time. Uh, and it involves different, you know, 096. We mentioned before the 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 monster with long arms, the shy the guy. Long jaw. Use his fan-determined name. If you see his face, he he essentially devours you. He will not stop at he will stop at nothing to find you and devour you. Um, you've got SCP-173 and different ones. So this is perfect, right? Because kids and whoever are watching streamers get scared by this game. And then it's also like, what is this? What is this from, right? This this already created universe. How is this universe? I've ne- There's nothing more intoxicating than getting like a slice of an of a completely filled fictional universe. Well, yeah, that's ex- going back to why I was really bowled over when I first discovered SCP uh, via Reddit. Was like, whoa, this is like. In fact, I was a bit overwhelmed. I, I I I looked at a bunch of entries, but then I was like, I can't even continue. This is too much. This is crazy. There's so much shit going on, but it was so exciting to find it. Another game, SCP Secret Laboratory, is a multiplayer game based on Containment Breach. And of course, uh, I've already mentioned Control. I don't need to mention anymore. Just go play it. It's a really great interact. I mean, it's so completely SCP inspired and a really, really good video game. So that's another just a, a great way to experience this kind of thing. Uh, and then there's also like a bagillion short films that came out uh, over these years. You can see them on YouTube. Uh, the, the, another just great way to expand the universe. And uh, yeah, d- things are all getting so crazy that due to a Minecraft mod using a lot of the stuff from the site, they had to create an official licensing guide that details how outside parties can create, sell, and distribute merchandise based on SCP. And since this time, since since it blew up because of this video game, translators have created 13 different international sites. And since about a year ago, there have been 5,274 different articles on the site, which is fucking nuts i can i mean you could never read all of it i feel like at that point you know it would take way too long um I, I, all i have is a few more notable scps is there anything else you want to talk about before we maybe give a couple more great scp examples that people can go honestly just go explore there's a great um if you just go look at look up the user curated lists scp-wiki.wiki dot dot com slash user dash curated dash lists Mm -hmm. look that up that i got a lot of mine from that because they essentially give you like all right here's a great like 25 to start with okay (laughs) now if you like horror scp entries here are the bet like what we think are some of the best horror ones here are some of the best fairy tale ones here's some of you know or folklore ones you know what i mean and and it goes on and on sci-fi 
And it's just a really great way to jump in and read some of the best ones that the site has to offer. The uh, community has been chugging along uh, pretty well. There was uh, kind of this big moment in 2019 when a Russian man named Andre Duskin uh, submitted uh, the SCP Foundation logo and name to the uh, Russian Federation yes. and Eurasian Customs Union saying that uh, he owned the uh, universe and was creating media content in the uh, form of art, uh, art prints, books, and tabletop games and wanted to secure his uh, trademark over the property. And this caused a massive community fan backlash. Um, there were fundraisers to get legal help for the SCP community. And uh, when it was last uh, checked, I believe they managed to um, win that case. So good for them. Um, other than that, uh, just a lot of fan animations, a lot of, uh, fan art, a lot of fan films. And again, this ecosystem of SCP explainers, so many channels that just, uh, either read or, uh, kind of adapt these stories and tales into these like easy to digest, you know, uh, animations or short films, um, are just continuously feeding more and more people into this uh, world. It's kind of, a, again, because nobody quite owns it. It's all under Creative Commons license. So anybody can like create content around it. And it is fascinating and it is curated in a way because so many years and so many admins and so many mods and so many uh, readers voting and making sure that like, the shitty ones kind of get culled. Yeah. Also, you do not recognize the bodies in the water, Holden. You do not recognize the bodies in the water. <laughs> yeah, so here's a few more for you that I've been getting lost in. Uh, first of all, uh, SCP-1425 is a about a self-help book called Star Signals that uh, essentially ends up making uh, the reader's wishes come true and then go mad. It, uh, it's just a great story that delves really well in like a, a massive like worldwide containment procedure. And it just plays really well with like the self-help book kind of uh, format. It's creepy as hell, man. Really, really well done. Uh, SCP-3008 is that IKEA store mm -hmm. SCP. Definitely check that one out. As a, a great one uh, to, to check out. SCB-1733 is that uh, basketball game DVR recording one. That one's awesome. SCP-1440 uh, is a dark tale that delves into the more folklore sort of aspects in the site. An old man that never dies, yet everything around him at all times, uh, all life around him dies. And there is a reason, and that reason is hidden within the, the, uh, the case file and really fun to suss out. Uh, then you also, I think, I want my my favorite like so. There are shorter reads and longer reads. And that's why that user curated list is also really helpful because it'll tell you, hey, this one's a long read, and it's one I'm not even finished with, but I can't wait to go finish it later today. Uh, is SCP 93 the Red Sea object? Mm. This is this like object. Did you read this one, Jake? No, you know it just showed up about? in a lot of lists. So it is so good. It's a really long read, but so worth it the way it just, it, you just get lost in it. And um, it's essentially uh, this, this object. It's like this round, uh, I think it's a puck shaped kind of object essentially, uh, but uh, quite a bit, a little bit larger. It is natural color is red. Um, it is the kind, it, it will not stop 
making its way to a mirror until it approaches one, and then it will stop in front of the mirror. Like, it will bash through walls. It will do whatever it has to do to get to a mirror, and then it just stays still. And when someone holds it, it changes color. And when someone walks up to a mirror, they can walk into the mirror. And the mirror, uh, what's on the other side of the mirror, is different depending on the user holding it. And so they do all these tests where they take D-class citizens and they uh, put them into this mirror world. And, you know, it's the blue test, the the violet test, mm-hmm. the, you know. And so each it's a different color of, of the object as they pass through. And I'm just starting to, like, get the real true kind of what's going on based on these logs that the people who went into the realm essentially discover and bring back. Um, but the way it rolls it out is so creepy and it's so, I mean, just the description alone is like, what is, that is interesting. Tell me more. Kind of reminds me of like Annihilation a little bit. <laughs> that idea of like, oh my God, there's this like, uh, you know, there, there, there's through this barrier. The shimmer, this unknowable thing and it's fucking shit yeah. up and it's growing and we can't what's even in begin there, to understand like, it. Right, like what's in there? What is this? And the rolling out of what this is is very well done in that story. And I believe that was by far too as well, by the way. So really, really well done. And a really long, I mean, the short ones are awesome too, especially you know if they can get you in that kind of quick, more uh, you know, just succinct way. But the long reads really can just take an afternoon from you in the best way. Like, oh, it's so good. Um, one of my favorites is a joke one called SCP blank dash J. Object class blank. Uh, containment procedure. It's in a box in my office. Description. It's a rock that makes you procrastinate. <laughs> uh, notes. I think it's mimetic or something. I'll finish writing this later. <laughs> Yeah, it's very. It's a lot like the weed one, where yeah, they're like the weed one's very funny because of how it's the case report is written because it's clearly written by very stoned scientists. Another one that I think is very funny is uh, SCP twenty four twenty four, which describes this uh, bizarre hulking walrus uh, <laughs> that is adorned with various guns, and then as it dis- starts to describe its uh, behavior. It notices that uh, it repeats the same pattern of firing projectiles multiple times in a set pattern, and then it jumps once to shake the ground. And then as you keep reading, you realize that it's just an abandoned video game boss <laughs> that doesn't realize it's in the real world. That's awesome. And then they, um, they uh, like a distinct noise was heard while the uh, creature was like engaging in its pattern. Here's the audio log, and you hit it, and it's just like a bop and chip tune from the NES era. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, another one that I really like is uh, SCP-662, which is just a little silver silver bell that will summon a butler named Mr. Deeds that will do anything for you within reason. Um uh, among the items retrieved by Mr. Deeds, a brick of uh, 99.98% pure gold. Mr. Deeds came back with a brick of 99.14% pure gold and apologized for not being able to provide the requested purity. Um, was able to uh, retrieve a delicious sandwich. Uh, was not able to kill Osama bin Laden, but was able to slit the throat of a random D-class individual, uh, which was described as performed with a vicious precision using a buck knife. <laughs> there's uh, one author, it's, I know there's like a very, uh, you know, it's 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 very decentralized, but I find it fascinating that one author named DJ Cactus 
has his uh, hands in a lot of very uh, famous and noteworthy ones. Uh, this is uh, DJ Cactus contributed to Zero Four Nine, which is the spooky plague doctor cool, yeah. that uh, reanimates corpses in pursuit of uh, this this unknown pestilence that he's fighting. Uh, he won the SCP Three Thousand contest to create Anantas Shesha, which is uh, this giant moray eel that lurks in the bottom of the ocean. Um, other ones that he contributed to were, uh, what was it? Uh, oh my God. Why? I, I do have level five security credentials. <laughs> uh, other ones were, uh, oh, death, which is the, uh, spooky cave with the universe where everything's died inside, which is a real unsettling one as well as SCP, uh, two, three, one, six, the, uh, cognito hazard based one. That uh, you have to repeat the phrase, I do not recognize the bodies in the water. Otherwise, you will be drawn into it and die yourself. Uh, all very, very good shit. Um, oh, wait, God, did he also do Site 13? Fuck, did he? God damn, this guy's too good. Yeah. Yes, he also uh, was responsible for SCP-1730, uh, the mysterious Site 13, which was an SCP uh, site that underwent... Some real horrific shit with a lot of uh, gross blood leeches. <laughs> and that also is another great deep dive. So uh, nice. his stuff, for some reason, just really hits good. He's, it's just a very good pop horror uh, sensibility. If you look up the ones by DJ Cactus. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that does it. I think that's our episode on SCP. This was such a fun one. I love these weird ones. And I love the ones that that uh, have nothing to do with the money. It's just this passion project, this incredible internet thing that still exists. And is like, dude, just lose yourself. Especially, like, talk about killing hours of work, man. Just lose yourself to that. It's so fucking good. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for losing yourself to this podcast for a little while. We greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to support us further, patreon.com forward slash whizbrew. Uh, check us out there. We've got bonus episodes every single week for $5 a month. I think we might even do some SCP mm. uh, readings uh, there. Try to creep it up for the awesomely creepy month of October. Also, check me out, twitch.tv forward slash holdenatorsho. Uh, I am back. Uh, I am currently, by the time of this recording's release, I'll probably be fully back on my schedule. But for now, I've been doing Fridays since my sweet little baby girl has been born. Uh, but Monday, Tuesday, Friday is the normal schedule, and I will be getting back to that soon, if not already. Uh, Jake! Hey, uh, patreon.com slash whizbrew is where you can support us. You get bonus episodes. It's really the lifeblood. Uh, it's genuinely how I put food on the table and keep the lights on. So any support is appreciated. And you get lots of great content. Uh, including at higher tiers, you can join us for the Sunday study session, which is an intimate gathering where you and uh, everyone else and sexy us. Sexy gathering. It gets mildly sexual in a very <laughs> comfortable and normal way. It's never, it's no way is it sexual, actually. Anyway. It's actually, it's uncomfortable. You know what? I'm going to say it's uncomfortably non-sexual. <laughs> like it's, there's almost a robotic quality to it. They yeah, need to yeah, add more sensuality. Sterile in there. It's uh, disgustingly sterile. But uh, please join us for that. But uh, <laughs> we discuss upcoming topics. If we're covering a movie, we might watch a movie together. If we're playing game, if we're doing a game, we'll play games together. Uh, it's a very fun hang. And if you want to support us even more, it is a great way to do it. Uh, I do uh, streams now. If you go to YouTube.com/PuppetJared, I've created a delightful VTuber avatar, and uh, on weekday afternoons. 
Uh, I will stream and it's been a lot of fun. Um, I just dominate people in Jackbox. It's insane, Holden. I'm just the best. You're amazing. I'm just at an it. You're incredible one of the best force. I've ever... And as soon as you even Mar- one you of you Marie. defeats me, I will quit forever. But it will. It won't All happen. Right. There you it go. It just won't happen. You heard it here first, folks. Also, if you haven't, if you don't follow us on Spotify, click that follow button. That's like a nice yeah, thing to do. Yeah, that's a thing. You know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, all right. And hey, always remember, never stop bruising. And keep on whizzing. The subject has continued to whiz despite all efforts to stop from D-class personnel. We have plugged the creature with various absorbent cottons and papers, and yet... He keeps on whizzing. Uh, we will continue to experiment this Keter class thing, lest he flood the entire world with his hot whiz. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.